Welcome to Faith Talk with Anita. Thank you for joining me on the journey. Thank you for spending this time with me. Today, I want to reflect on what I believe to be one of the most fundamental, yet significant questions we will ever have to contemplate. It comes from the Gospel reading for February 22nd, the Thursday of the first full week of Lent. Matthew chapter 16 tells us this. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? That was a crucial question for those early followers of Jesus, to be sure. But it is equally as crucial for us today. It may seem like an easy question for those of us who are Christian, especially for those of us who have been Christian all our lives. We've been going to church since we were babies. We went through catechism classes or faith formation classes and sacramental preparation. So clearly, we have all the answers, right? I'm not so sure. It can be very difficult, even for lifelong faithful Christians, to put our belief about Jesus into words. We might have a very strong feeling about Jesus, a solid sense of who he is or why he's important in our lives, we might even be able to regurgitate what others have said. But can we put it into precise, concrete words of our own? That's the challenge. Even the very early Christians were a bit stumped when it came to explaining Jesus. It took centuries for the church to come up with a clear and concise explanation for who Jesus is. For the first 300 years, there wasn't one definite answer. Christians throughout the Roman Empire argued about it. Some said Jesus was fully divine, but not really human. Others believed he was fully human, but not really God in the same way the Father was God, and everything in between. This question was the cause for many of the early heresies, like Arianism, Docetism, and Nestorianism. It wasn't until Constantine called the Council of Nicaea in 325 that the Church worked out a precise theological explanation about Jesus, which came in the form of the Nicene Creed. When we look at this prayer, we notice that most of it is about Jesus. There's just a small bit about God the Father and the Holy Spirit, and a tad about the church, because those weren't subjects of debate. It was the exact identity and role of Jesus that was the great point of contention. In the end, they explained Jesus as 
the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. Those are very familiar words for most of us, and I believe many of us take them for granted. But we must admit those few words can't possibly explain exactly who Jesus is. They're more metaphorical than literal theological doctrine. However, it's the best those bishops could do with the limited intellect and vocabulary we humans possess. So we continue to use and appreciate them. In the Gospels, we find Jesus described as Son of God, Son of Man, Lamb of God, Word of God, Savior or Messiah, Prophet, Rabbi or Teacher, the One who comes from Heaven, Emmanuel or God with us, and of course, Thomas's great declaration of my Lord and my God. Those terms make sense to me. But again, none of them totally describes or explains Jesus' full identity. Some refer to his divinity, and some refer to his humanity. Most of them are metaphors. Jesus, probably knowing our limited mental capabilities, described himself using metaphors. He said, I am the bread of life, the light of the world, the good shepherd, and the way, the truth, and the life. Perhaps, metaphorically is the only way to explain Jesus fully. Those first Christians and the bishops hundreds of years later all struggled with Jesus' question. Who do you say that I am? So I don't feel too bad when I struggle to put my belief into words. Perhaps Jesus just isn't fully explainable. He was fully human, but he is also fully divine. He was born and died, just like all of us, and yet he rose from the dead unlike any of us. He lived among us, but he is also beyond us. Boggling, to be sure. I don't know if our human minds can possibly crack the Jesus Code completely. But still, it is imperative that we spend our lives working on it. We must never give up trying to know him better and answer his question in the best way we can. Let me loop back to our gospel reading. Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Clearly, people had been talking about Jesus. He was definitely someone who piqued the interest of many. People wondered about and questioned the identity and role of this mysterious man who spoke with such authority and performed miracles. And clearly, 
the disciples had been listening to the gossip because they were able to immediately reply. Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Jesus knew he was the talk of the town, and he knew that his disciples had been paying attention to it. I think he wanted to know if the opinions of those other people were beginning to sway his disciples. Was it affecting their belief and commitment? Were they beginning to question their faith in him? Surely for Jesus, it didn't matter what others were saying. What mattered to him was what his disciples believed. And so he challenged them to answer for themselves. I can imagine Jesus standing firmly, getting a very serious look on his face, looking each one of them squarely in the eyes and asking, But who do you say that I am? My friends, today in our lives, just as in the lives of those first disciples, it doesn't matter what others are saying. Lots of people have their opinions about Jesus, and they feel very free expressing them to anyone who might listen. But Jesus would tell us none of that matters. It doesn't matter what our friends say or what our community members or colleagues say. It doesn't matter what politicians or celebrities say. And to an extent, it doesn't even matter what our family members say. Now, I can hear some of you saying, what? Of course what my family says matters. Yes. Most of us come from faithful Christian families and their faith impacts ours. They matter. But many people, myself included, have family members who are not Christian and some who are actually anti-Christian. We can't let them influence or diminish our faith in Jesus. Just like those first disciples, we must stand firm in our faith. Faith in Jesus is a personal matter. We have no control over the beliefs of others, but we do control our own beliefs. Each one of us must come to our own decision and answer Jesus's question from our heart and in our own words. Now, just a note here. Scripture tells us that when Jesus posed that question to his disciples, Peter was the first to speak up. He answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Great answer, Peter. Well done. Jesus was very pleased with that response. But I don't think Peter had the only possible answer. I don't think there is just one right answer to this question. 
I think Jesus is pleased with all our answers if they are offered with a pure, faithful, loving intent. My friends, during this Lenten season, let us take time to seriously contemplate Jesus' question. Let us put ourselves in the place of those first disciples and stand with Jesus as he looks squarely in our eyes and asks us that crucial question. Who do you say that I am? We may not arrive at a precise explanation. We may not have the perfect theological verbiage, but our desire and attempt to put our belief into words will be pleasing to Jesus and will move us into a deeper relationship with him. And that, my friends, is all that matters. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, knowing you is our deepest desire. You who are Messiah and Lord, Son of God, Good Shepherd, and Bread of Life. During this Lenten season, help us to know you better. Amen. Thank you for joining me in this Faith Talk. Please share this with others and join me in my next Faith Talk when I'll continue my Lenten reflections. Until then, you will be in my prayers. May God bless you.